Blessings one and all, and welcome to this episode of Journey into Spiritualism. I'm your host, Paul James Caden, and this week we are going to be talking about the simple life. But before we delve into this week's topic, I just want to apologize for any background noise that might filter through. There's a lot of uh, construction and road paving going on right outside my office and where I live. So uh, it's one of the necessary evils, I suppose. So I do apologize for any uh, machinery or knocks or whirring or whatever noise might spill through into the, uh, the audio recording this week. Hopefully it will be to a minimum. But anyhow, jumping into our topic, uh, what does the simple life or living a simple life have to do with spiritualism? I personally think it has a lot to do with it. Now, let me rewind uh, the videotape or the audio tape of my own thinking process here and explain to you, the listener, uh, why I chose this topic this week. Because generally when I do a show, I, I don't really plan it out elaborately. I'll just pick a subject that's been on my mind. Uh, throughout the week or one of several subjects that I may be interested in or reading about or thinking about during the week. And then I just, one of the days I hook up the microphone, I hit record and I just talk. I don't rehearse. I don't uh, do any big uh, elaborate uh, note taking that I read from. So this is all pretty much uh, from the mind, from the heart and in the raw. And this week, I was really thinking about how life has changed. And I'm going to take you guys on a a little bit of a trip down memory lane with me, but it all ties into our subject matter. You know, I'm 55 years old. I was born in 1967. So... Yeah, I'm getting up there. I'm going to be, you know, becoming an old man pretty soon. (laughs) But um, I grew up in the 70s and the 80s and, of course, uh, young adulthood, uh, you know, through the 90s. And I've seen a lot of things change and not necessarily for the better in the world, in society, in the way that people choose to live their lives. You know, when I was growing up, there were maybe two or three different kinds of people in the world. And I grew up in a, you know, a little country town. So this, you know, this is my POV. You, you had us kids and, you know, later teenagers who were more creative. We spent a lot of time outside. We liked to read. We liked to talk. We liked to uh, delve into things dealing with, you know, the paranormal and ghosts and even uh, spirituality. 
Many of us were aspiring writers and artists and poets. You know, everybody, uh, you know, in the group that I hung out with for the most part had some kind of creative outlet that they uh, enjoyed in life. And then there were the kids or the people who were mostly just into sports. Everything they did had to do around whatever sports season it was. Was it baseball? Was it football? Was it basketball? Was it the wrestling team at school? Was it soccer? You know, they were always involved in sports. And if you visited these people or ran across them in everyday life, uh, that's mostly what they would talk about. You know, the game that was just on or what teams are playing this weekend or the game they attended at school, you know, or the game they had in their backyard, you know, very focused on sports, whatever that sport might be. And then there were what we called the car guys. And these were the kids our age and a little older who were really into auto mechanics and they had fathers that were mechanics and had the cars all over their yard, you know, and always working on something and stained with oil and grease, you know, and always wearing the the white t-shirts that had the oil stains and uh, the kids were very much under the hood uh, with their fathers or working on their mini bikes or dirt bikes and uh, they didn't uh, focus on much outside of that. They, they they were really uberly focused on cars, racing, and then that spilled over into, you know, the people that were kind of obsessed with yard work and projects around the house. Always something. Not much outside of that. So the sports people and the car guys slash... Uh, people that, you know, house project people, they, those individuals didn't think much about creativity or reading or spirituality or the paranormal. And if they caught wind of somebody talking about these kind of things, well, that was stupid. That was a joke. If you were creative or someone who liked to read, you were... A sissy, or back in those days, they would say, you know, oh, they're faggots, they're retards. You know, they had all kind of colorful names uh, for, you know, people that weren't into the sports or the mechanics. And, you know, I say all that not to pick on people or pick on anybody's lifestyle because we all need a variety of ways in which we spend our time. Um, Myself, uh, I, I just don't podcast spiritualism and spirituality once a week. I eat, sleep, live, and breathe this stuff. I am fascinated by it. I love it. And I have to be careful, you know, uh, not to be uberly focused on that. I have to kind of make myself break away to engage in other things. Because there has to be balance. So there's nothing wrong with sports or, you know, working on your car or doing lawn work or whatever. 
But I found throughout my years that it was the more creative, in tune with others, in tune with nature kind of people that had that greater connection with spirit. They either had spiritual experiences uh, very young or throughout their lives. They had greater intuition, felt like someone was guiding them, leading them, uh, warning them in certain uh, circumstances not to go to a certain place or uh, hang out with certain people or attend a party or whatever the case may be. They were also the people that had more or were more apt to have a paranormal experience in their lives. And not that they were out seeking for these things. You know, they would just sort of happen. And I think that's because when we live uh, what I refer to as the simple life, we are more in tune with other people with nature, with our surroundings, with God, with the angels, with, you know, the spirit world, uh, as we call it in spiritualism. And those who are overly focused on just the mundane things, the everyday things of this life, football, baseball, soccer, cars, projects around the house, making an extra buck, you know, that type of thing, um, it's not like there weren't people that weren't didn't do those things and weren't spiritual and didn't have experiences. I mean, of course there were, but they, you know, even those that were more spiritual or religious or had an experience, didn't talk about it all that much, especially in their circle, because they knew there would be certain ridicule that would come with it. And I think being in a social environment like that where you either don't believe in it, you think it's foolishness, you only believe what you can see and handle and turn with a wrench and hit with a baseball bat or, you know, whatever the case may be. When you put yourself in that kind of mental position, you're automatically closed off in that spiritual sense. You're not opening the spiritual eyes or the spiritual ears or the spiritual senses and being able to hear, to see, to sense, to know. And I think that's why there's a lot of people, you know, throughout the age of the ages that have always said, oh, well, why doesn't God ever do anything? I'm so desperate now. I need a miracle. Why isn't God helping me? Why, why, why am I not seeing an angel or having some kind of visitation? Well, usually because these are the kinds of people that were very close to that type of thing. And then when desperate moments hit, they scramble. God, help me. God, show me a sign. Give God, give me direction. You know, send me an angel, you know, whatever the case may be. And, uh, you know, sometimes God in his mercy, uh, you know, many times does do that for people. But sometimes that pipe is just closed down, that line of communication is closed down, it's cut, not because God cut it, but because we haven't exposed ourselves to that opening up the spiritual senses to connect with 
the spirit world with God. You know, if we fast forward in time and we look at how things have changed in the modern world, there's so many more distractions for people to get caught up in. You know, nobody, you know, hardly anybody. And it's it's sad to see people my age and older that used to visit with a lot of family members and had friends. And now nobody uh, has any friends. Family members have just written one another off for a reason. Uh, if you talk to most people, they say, I, I don't even know why. I don't. I didn't do anything. They were here one moment, gone the next. So people don't connect or hang out the way they used to. Some young people do, and, you know, it's kind of a breath of fresh air, at least where I live right now. You're seeing more, you know, young people doing things together outside. But by and large, you know, people are separated. They don't have a lot of friends, or they maintain those friendships mostly through texting and the computer. And then even when we are sitting there with our friends, our loved ones, our spouse, or out on a date, what are, what are most people doing? They're sitting across the table from the person they're supposed to be spending time with, texting somebody who's not there. And so the connection, the, the, the quality of time is greatly diminished. A lot of people, old and young now, like to spend most of their time indoors, watching television, binging Netflix, binging whatever series might be on, playing video games, being on the computer, texting, whatever it is they do online. And now they're talking about the uh, the metaverse, uh, possibly in the next five years, really coming into its own and this is where people are going to uh, spend most of their time connecting with other people. You know, the, the idea is, well, you don't need to go out and make friends anymore because now you can make friends for, in the United States. You can make for, friends with somebody in Italy or Japan or, you know, anywhere in the world. We can all connect on the universe and have this virtual experience. So little by little, we spend less and less time with one another and more and more time through text and chat and uh, avatars. And pretty soon all of that will, uh, I would imagine, uh, spill over into the metaverse where everybody has the new life uh, that can be whatever they want it to be. And, and again, this, this is sad. Because we're losing touch with one another. We're losing touch with our surroundings, with nature. I mean, it's it's really hard to find a person, old or young these days, that just walks outside and says, look at that beautiful moon. Just, just look at the trees. Look at that sunset. Look at the sky today. Listen to that thunder, you know, the, the thunderstorm coming over the distance. Not many. Not many raise their head up from the cell phone or the computer or whatever they're focused on and look up or look out of the window or take notice of the beauty that's around them. So we're very disconnected from nature, from our environment. 
and then naturally it's uh, in vogue now to say, oh, you know, God is this Santa Claus in the sky. He's the tooth fairy and ha ha with all these ghosts and paranormal. And, you know, these are people that never had an experience. Their lines of communication are shut down. So to me, it's like someone walking into a house and, you know, picking up an old, uh, you know, landline that's disconnected from, uh, you know, uh, the telephone service and say, oh, the, you know, these things don't work out. You know, you're living in a fairy tale and throw it down and walk out. Someone that never talked on a phone before, you know. Uh, it's it's just very much in vogue to go with what other people are saying because that's another thing we do in this day and age. You know, we we, we follow people who are called influencers online. So we're not concerned with our connection to God, our connection with spirit, our connection with, you know, our guardian angels. You know, we're more connected with seeming popular or being someone everybody's going to like or, wow, isn't she beautiful? Wow, isn't he cool? Isn't he, isn't he or she so beautiful or handsome? You know, we watch these people, you know, these people on the internet making, you know, complete dopes out of themselves many times, <laughs> who call themselves influencers, telling telling everybody what kind of makeup to wear, what kind of clothes to wear, what brand, what's trending, what's cool, how to apply your lipstick and your eyeshadow and this and that and everything. And people go on places like YouTube and TikTok and wherever uh, to find out where these, uh, you know, popular individuals are getting millions of views to find out how they should live their lives. What kind of lipstick should they buy this week, this month? And that's what's important. And there's nothing wrong with keeping up with modern fashion if that's something that appeals to us, but it can't be the be-all and end-all. See, we're now becoming the modern-day version of uh, the sports people, the car guys, the house project people. So focused on that one little niche in life that we don't notice anything else. And we're so completely closed down spiritually, emotionally, mentally, that we don't connect with one another, we don't connect with God, we don't connect with spirit, we don't connect with our environment. We're just little islands onto ourselves. And to me, none of these things are the simple life. Because what do these things do? You know, we're uberly focused on our job. We all got to work. We're all too busy. We can't spend time, you know, with family or friends, you know, so busy, busy, busy. You know, I don't have time to, to do anything that's meaningful because I'm a soccer mom. You know, all these little tags that we put on things to make it trendy or modern or acceptable that we're losing touch with everything and everyone around us and our spiritual source. And again, there's nothing wrong with these things when we have balance in our lives. But when we let these things just pick us up and run away with us, that's when we're falling into trouble. That's when we're 
getting away from the simple life and that's when we're getting disconnected. You know, when I was younger, you know, and here comes the the little trip down memory lane, you know, most of the kids that I hung out with, like I said, they, they were more creative. But we spent a lot of time outside. We didn't sit around the house like a bunch of nerds reading books or comic books uh, or, you know, drawing pictures or writing, you know, short stories. I mean, we all took time for that. But there was also, you know, a great amount of time spent outside. We got together at one of the kids' houses in the neighborhoods. We would lift weights. We would hit the speed bag or at least try to. You know, one of my friends got a speed bag for Christmas. And, you know, a couple of us, uh, including myself, wanted to be Rocky Balboa back in the day, you know. Um, So we did things like that. You know, we played baseball. We played kickball. We went to the mall. We went to the movies. We went out to eat. But we also took time to connect with one another. And this was, you know, even through my teenage years, young adult years, through through the 80s. You know, we would always sit and we, we would always talk what's going on in everybody's life. And we talked about everything from personal problems, if we had any, getting advice from the group. Hey, what do you guys think? I hate my job. What do you guys think I should do? You know, we would talk about, you know, our feeble little romantic lives. You know, some of us had that. Some of us did not. Uh, Girlfriends were hard to come by (laughs) where I grew up. (laughs) Um, You know, we talked everything from movies to music to the paranormal to spirituality to the Bible. No subject off limits And nobody was ever shamed for bringing up what they wanted to talk about. Everybody's opinion, everybody's interest was important. And so we connected with one another. And we also connected with our environment because we were outside a lot. One of the things we used to do, which sounds bizarre maybe to some people listening is we used to like hang out in like old cemeteries. And I got into this uh, probably mid-80s, you know, uh, a little while after, you know, many of us who grew up together got our driver's license and our first, you know, jobs. And, you know, we had our own cars. And I was out with a friend one day and we were just driving down this, back road and he's like hey you want to do something cool something fun I was like yeah sure what is it and he's like let's go check out this old graveyard up here I was like yeah sure all right and uh, at first I didn't think much of it but uh, you know he's you know my friends telling me I do this all the time now if I'm driving down the road and I see an old graveyard I just go in and I look at the old tombstones and read the old dates and you know all that type of thing he's like "I, I find it really relaxing and uh, actually, so did I when once we were doing it. And then I started doing it on my own. And that followed through. And then I took future friends on old graveyard or old cemetery, you know, explorations. And uh, for some reason, we just all loved it. You know, we, we'd go there, we, we'd, we'd talk, 
we'd load up on, you know, junk food, you know, hostess fruit pies and peanut butter cups and Yoo-Hoo and Twinkies, you know, whatever we wanted, go to a graveyard, uh, sit there and eat junk food, listen to music on the boombox, talk, write poetry, talk about God, you know, all those things. And we always connected with our environment because no matter how in-depth the conversation got, there was always one of us at some point who would just stop and be like, guys, check out that full moon coming up over the horizon. Look how awesome that is. Or look at the way the wind is blowing through the leaves today. It's just like so peaceful. And we just all stop and we'd look and there'd be that moment of silence of just, yeah, we're taking in this beauty of nature. And so again, connecting with one another, connecting with, you know, our environment, connecting with nature and connecting with God, because we, we would talk sometimes at length. I mean, most of the time that we all hung out, the conversation would usually trickle down into, you know, the subjects of paranormal and spirituality. Even though everybody had different views, nobody was shamed, nobody was picked on, you know, everybody talked, everybody listened, everybody gave their two cents. So here we were connecting to spirit. You know, we were all kids and young adults who went home before we went to bed or when we woke up in the morning, we would pray or talk to God in our own way. And we admitted that to one another. So we were connecting to our higher source. You know, later in the uh, the 90s, you know, the mid, later 90s and early 2000s, and this is something I, I, I still do, you know, even if it's uh, by myself, I, I still go out, you know, grab a snack or two and go to a graveyard and, <laughs> you know, I'll take some of my oracle cards or meditation cards and I'll just pray and talk to God and read little inspirational things and listen to a couple songs. You know, now I listen to it on my uh, my phone where all my music library is and, uh, you know, just commune with nature and, and with the spirit. And I enjoy it just as much today as I did back in the 80s and the 90s and, you know, the early 2000s. I still love it. The sad thing is there isn't a lot of people to do that with these days. And most of the people that I used to do it with, well, this whole world got to them. They got older. We got to worry about money. We got to worry about jobs. We got to worry about this and that and politics. And I'm not saying don't worry about these things. Of course, you know, we have to be responsible in life. But some people got, you know, overtaken by the worries of life or the problems of life. And many of them lost faith. And even if I were to sit in a graveyard with and with most of them today and talk about this subject, most of them would say, I don't believe that anymore. It's a crock of you-know-what. But that's another subject, people losing faith, and that is something I want to talk about. 
down the road. But that simple life, whether we have others around us, whether it's just, you know, you and God doing little things and connecting, trying to connect to other people the best way that we can, meditation, prayer, little daily devotional books, oracle cards with little inspirational sayings on them, whatever helps us connect, getting out there and loving life, putting the cell phone away, putting the internet away, to heck with the trendsetters and the influencers for a while. Because think about it, most of these people, we always hear the story that, you know, they're oh so popular on TikTok or oh, they're so popular on YouTube or oh, they're so popular on Instagram. And then they always crash and burn. There's always some kind of scandal, there's always some kind of problem. Because you can't put your faith in those kind of things in this world and make that your world. Because it's a house of cards that inevitably will become top-heavy and it will collapse. And see, folks, that's the thing. That's why the simple life is so important. Getting back to some basics. You know, I'm not saying the simple life is doing exactly what I do. It might be different for you. It might be going out and hiking in the woods. It might be going for a bike ride. You may live in a place where you can't do any of those things, but you could sit out on your balcony and just watch the sunset, watch the moon come up over the horizon. Talk to God. Have a Twinkie. You know, whatever. You know, stop for a moment being the person obsessed with video games and influencers and TikTok and texting. Stop for a minute. Stop being the car guy and the sports guy and the, you know, the project around the house guy or girl, you know, just put it on hold for a minute. Connect with the beauty of life. Connect with your own soul. Connect with God. Connect with nature. See beauty. Feel that beauty. Feel that peace and that sense of awe when you see something that really takes your breath away or just get an intuition that you know that, oh my gosh, this is God speaking to me. This is an intuition I feel coming from the angels or from spirit and it's just, wow, that's really awesome. Connect with that experience. Whatever this simple life is to you, these are just some ideas why I'm sharing these ideas uh, with you, things that I used to do, things I still do. Maybe this sounds good to somebody out there. Maybe people do similar things. Maybe you want to do something different, but connecting is the key, and we connect through simplicity and letting the things of this world just be the things of this world for a little while while we focus on something better, more peaceful, more beautiful, and higher because folks I don't care how beautiful we are I don't care how handsome we think we are I don't care what kind of tips we take from the influencers or if we are an influencer I don't care if we're rich if we're poor 
if we're a car guy with a million cars, whatever, we're all going to leave this world one day and we're not taking anything with us from this material world. We're only taking what's inside of us, how we treated others, the way we lived our lives, how we thought of others, spoke of others, treated others. Did we appreciate the blessings that we had or did we take them for granted, always wanting more, more, more? Did we waste our life in the metaverse or did we get out there and at least try to connect with people some way and make some kind of positive difference in this crazy world that's becoming so shut down? Those are the only things we're taking with us. We're not taking the cars or the car parts or the makeup or the money or whatever. We're not taking any of it to the other side when we go. That's why this connection is important. And not to mention the amount of peace that connection brings you. Just living that simple life, how much peace it gives you and just you feel content. That's, I wouldn't give that up for all the money in the world. So there's certainly spiritual benefits, emotional benefits, psychological benefits, and, you know, benefits in the hereafter when we take what's inside of us back to God. And so that's the importance, again, of all of this. And when you really start to disconnect from so much of this worldly distraction and start simplifying life and you start connecting with others, with yourself, your environment, with God... Man, the change it brings, the different perspective that it brings is more than its weight in gold. And all of that certainly serves to begin to open us up and be more receptive to however spirit is going to guide you personally and connect with you personally in your life. So folks, I hope again you got something out of this podcast this week. I know shows like this are generally the least popular. People want to hear things that are more dramatic. But I think messages like this, conversations like this need to be had. Even if there's just a couple of people that listen. Because then maybe those couple of people can go out and plant the seeds of simplicity and connecting and reconnecting in the lives of others or those around them. And maybe we won't change the world, but maybe we can change just a few lives while we're here. So this was what was on my mind and my heart this week. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got something out of it. And so until next time, stay in love, stay in the light, and I'll talk to you next time here on Journey into Spiritualism. God bless everybody.